When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Hello and welcome in to the post-game show. My name is Corey Friedman. I have oh. the very difficult task of filling in for the venerable Luke Stuckmeyer this evening. I will do my best. I am joined by Ryan Herrera. Welcome back to the studio. He's been oh, on the road, coming back from Iowa. Oh, yeah. Good to have you. And Cody Del Mendo, of course, on the end there. Button undone. Vibes are good. Somehow. Vibes are good in the studio. Oh, yeah. uh, got a little chest hair popping like, through. Joey, like, put it, he put the camera on me. We're just, you know, the Cubs just blew yet another game here in 2022. Everything sucks. But I did win a parlay, <laughs> and if you, if you rode, then God bless you and your family. We won some money tonight, but this team sucks. Yes. Some <laughs> of the vibes in the studio are good. The vibes <laughs> with the Major League Baseball team, not as good today. Uh, the Cubs have been playing well, won a few series in a row, uh, but they do drop this one to the Nationals 5-4. to four. They led this game 3 to nothing in the top of the fifth. Uh, some good stuff in this game. Ian Happ, a really nice game. Fran Mil Reyes showing off the wheels. We'll touch on all of that. Marcus Stroman with uh, an okay start. Uh, probably would have been better if not for a Zach McKinstry error, uh, but... All in all, uh, this had the feel of a game that I think we've seen a lot from this team. It was winnable, but a couple mistakes here or there. They're not getting blown out. They're not playing terribly, but they found a way to lose this game. Before we go any further, Luke is like, was he at Door County? Yeah, Door County in Wisconsin. Why he decided to go to Wisconsin, like to take days off to go to Wisconsin? That Hey, I don't make decisions for him, but... Bold move, Cotton. But that's why he's not here. Jack asked in the comments, so I just wanted to... Not that. where you would vacation. No, no. I would not go to Wisconsin for a vacation. Cody doesn't want to run into any <laughs> Brewers fans while that's he's getting a little R&R. &R. Among other people, yes. Right. But yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, that McKinstry air, uh, that not great. Um, everyone in the chat, there's a lot of DFA McKinstry, a lot of DFA lighter. Junior. Jack Leiter Jr. was or Mark Leiter Jr. <laughs> I got I got him mixed up. He was good tonight. Two oh, yeah. and a third, one hit, three strikeouts. Right. I, I I'm not sure why I, we're hating on him. I think him. he's I the one who gave up the lead, but I the don't. runs weren't were went unearned, right? So. Well they were unearned and there wasn't also right. runs. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I don't I mean I don't get right. it for today. Like yeah, you said two and a third, a hit, three strikeouts, like 
he's out of the bullpen at least has been pretty good. Granted, most of them are low leverage innings, so it, I mean it's not like he's I, he's getting thrown in there uh, in spots that like Brandon Hughes or, or Roe Wick are getting thrown out there. But he has been, you know, he's he's been a guy that can go out there cover <laughs> some innings. He's not he's not going to shut down everyone, but. No, he's right there. Um, he's been fine. He's, he's not. He's, he's not any of the. I he's am, not the biggest problem. No, like, he's not, not the biggest little, problem right now. I am a little surprised about the people who are like done with McKinstry, a guy who, honestly, over the last week has been okay. Okay, he had an error tonight, but like, and he, I don't think he had a hit tonight, but he's actually been okay over the last week. Yeah, like. Just a walk. I, does, does that yeah. mean that like I that he should be that that he's gonna take over? The infield for 600 play appearances? No, but like, in one bad, one bad play, yeah. I get it. Like, I get people are mad, but this team isn't gonna. It's it's not gonna win anyway. Like, well, and I think he's one of those guys. You got him in the Chris Martin trade, and you have to give him a little runway. Yeah, you may not mm-hmm. like what you've seen so far, and certainly he struggled with the the Dodgers coming into his, the trade with the Cubs. But the whole point is to give him some playing time and see if you it's, have something there. It, it hasn't started well, but it's, it's actually, you, you can't cut bait this, this early. This whole chat is it's, like, it's, it's, y'all time, were, it's time for the McKinstry experience. It's been two weeks, yeah. something like that, since they got him. Like. I mean, I, I to a degree, I guess I get it, right? You watch these games. If you're going to tune in every night, it does get kind yeah, of frustrating. But, but I think you have to keep the perspective. He had a that, really nice defensive play yesterday, yeah. though. You have to be, keep the, it's like, not wins and losses, and it, there's no point in making a trade for someone team, like like McKinstry, no. if you right. cut him after if a couple weeks. If this team was in it and they were like neck and neck with the Brewers and Cardinals and this is and they lost the game this way with McKinstry, I would totally understand why people would be done oh, yeah. with the McKinstry experience. But at that right. point, they wouldn't have traded for him. True. That's, this, they this wouldn't is, have traded Chris it's, Martin. It's time to, what does Luke say, explore? Explore, yes. explore. right. It's time to I explore, just, right? I right. think they're, we have seen worse from certain players on this team. And Zach McKinstry, yeah, the very first, what, first Four or five games, yeah, it was a little. It was not. There was not a lot to be excited about. But again, like the last week, he's he's been okay. Like hasn't been great. He hasn't been bad. He's been fine. Like he is versatile defensively, and it, he's shown to hit the ball over the diamond too. So like, to, I get not being high on him, but to just say that they need to just dump him right now. I mean, that's like me yelling or me complaining about uh, David Ross because I think he sucks as a manager. Like, it's lazy. Like, be better. I don't, I don't know what else to say. That, that, I mean, it's just like, it's like, I, I mean, Fran Milrays has had a good week since he came back. Say he struggles this next week. We sit, right. we sit back in these chairs next week. True, there you the go. chat is going to be full of. Yeah. Why did the Cubs DFA claim Fran Milrays? With McKintry, too. Like, I suppose you could play Morell at third base. You could play Wisdom at third base. But with the opening at first base, they were showing on Marquee Wisdom doing some ground balls with Mike Napoli. He's going to lean into playing first more clearly, right? Mm. Uh, McKinstry's not really taking playing time from somebody that you'd no. rather be seeing out no, there. It's not like, because, what, so whatever. Yeah, he's playing third base. I mean, yeah. Wisdom's over at first. But, like, who's Wisdom taking? I mean, is he taking yeah, third? I mean, Rivas. Rivas and Schwindel didn't lock down that first base. They had a shot. So yeah. they had a shot. Didn't take advantage of it. Now, you know, they're moving wisdom over to first base, giving McKinstry a shot. It's Again, it's been, what, just over two weeks since he right. started playing? He's not playing every day either. He, like, might, he might stink. Right. But <laughs> if we're going to, time to sit figure it in out. the chat, and if me, Luke, and 
and and and Corey and Ryan are going to sit here and complain every week about Rafael Ortega leading off 31-year-old <laughs> Rafael Ortega. I think it's kind of hypocritical to sit here and complain about Zach McKinstry, who's like 27. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just a guy that never really got a lot of major league experience because he's exactly. been trying to come up in the Dodgers system when the Dodgers are competing for a World Series every year. It's like this is the time to, like you said, just give some of these guys a shot, see what they got, give them extended shots, and if that doesn't work out, doesn't work out. I mean, the Cubs are what now 16 or something games out of the playoff race right now, even. Yeah. We'll talk about a, a certain bet that we saw online later, <laughs> but it's just, so it's like it's like this is a time where if you have a guy who you think, hey, you know, maybe he could show some, maybe he could be a, a, right. a piece for next year that could help, you know, help this team not be bad next year or, or just a little bit better, win win some more games, whatever. If they have that kind of faith in a guy like McKinstry, then they might as well just play him as much as they can. Yeah, and we've talked too a lot about the forty man issues, decisions that the Cubs have as it relates to. You know, guys like Matt Mervis, uh, you know, I think Darius Hill is doing really well in the minors. And maybe there are guys you might be more interested to see, but do the Cubs want to do that roster maneuvering to put them on the 40-man and then carry them there in the offseason when they have so many choices to make for the Rule 5 draft? I think in the interim, at least, they're going to look at guys like McKinstry and say, hey, if he shows us something in a month and a half, great. If not, you know, we'll revisit this in the offseason. Same with someone like Fran Mil Reyes, too. Like, I think they're all kind of in that similar boat. But uh, enough on Zach McKinstry. Uh, although we will, it's a good transition because he does play, unfortunately, a pretty key part in this game and a key part in Marcus Stroman's line. So Marcus Stroman goes four and two-thirds, six hits, four runs, but none of them earned one walk and four strikeouts. Uh, the bottom of the fifth inning starts with what was originally ruled as a hit mm-hmm. uh, to McKinstry, changed to an error, which changes all of those runs from earned to unearned for Stroman. Um, so, you know, I guess you would call it probably a disappointing start for Stroman, but he probably should have been through that fifth inning with no runs allowed. Uh, He ends up throwing 94 pitches total in the game. That number would have been less. He should have had that first out. Then he got a a double play ball that also wasn't Mm -hmm. turned. So he should have been out of the inning much earlier. You can't get rid of that stuff. And then he did give up, you know, some hard hit balls and some hits. Uh, But he probably could have gone six innings in this game and had a decent start here. So the numbers don't look great. But the the box score maybe doesn't tell everything about Marcus Stroman's night. I'm just glad that the the MLB change it to not earn because his earn run average didn't deserve that. Yeah. And I know all the casuals who have been out on Marcus Stroman for months would have used this as a way to blame him despite the fact that it really wasn't his fault anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I just didn't want to read those tweets. So I'm, I'm glad that they changed it so I don't have to read those tweets. Yeah. But he was really good going into that fourth inning, and uh, it was kind of a nice bounce back for him because he – he didn't have his best start against the Nationals last week. Yeah, uh, and he gave up. He gave up a lot, a few long balls last week. Didn't give up uh, any homers mm-hmm. today. So he was able to keep Ruiz in the ballpark. Yeah, tonight. yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. You know, I wish he would have had a hit. I'll talk <laughs> about my parlay eventually. But anyway, uh, yeah, and and the bullpen was fine. I know a lot of people down on Lighter Junior. I'm not even high on Lighter Junior. I just think that it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, what is what is. You didn't even, it's, I don't even know what to say. Like, it, this wasn't even as bad as what we've seen before. Lighter no, Jr., no. It, 
I, at this point, I don't really know where the Cubs see Leiter Jr. I, see, I think they see him as maybe a multi-inning reliever at, at best, but they yeah. have so many arms down in Iowa that, yeah. like, they can afford to lose him. It's I, I just I just think he is an innings eater. At he's the an re- innings eater, which you need yeah, yeah, yeah. at this and point. That, and that's like, especially yeah. at this point in the year, you know, I think a depth pitching piece, a depth long reliever that, you know, probably on a, on a playoff team he's not. Right. He doesn't have much of a role if he even has one on a major league team. But right now, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, as guys like, you know, Keegan and Justin start already past, I think, or at least nearly past their, like, career high and innings pitched um, as, you know, just guys that need to finish the season. Guy, If a guy has a, sh- a short start like Stroman did today, not totally, you know, his his own doing, um, you need a guy like Mark Leiter Jr. who Absolutely. can go out, cover a couple innings, and, and just kind of, you know, cover a couple innings but also keep the team in the game. Like, he was he was okay today. He wasn't like – I mean, he, he, we saw he, he had a few good pitches there. We were just kind of watching um, swings and misses, stuff like that, and – I mean, he's not blowing anything by anyone. He's not making hitters look crazy foolish out there. But he, I mean, he had, saw today. He had what one hit over two and a third. Like he three strikeouts. Like it was, it was a fine performance for what the Cubs needed him to be. Well, and especially right. like you know, you talked about Steele and Keegan, and even you know in September when they bring up some more guys, you, you want to be able to use those guys very particularly. You're very particular about how many innings Keegan's throwing, how many innings Steele's throwing, things like that. The way that you're able to make that work with a pitching staff is guys like Mark Leiter Jr., right, who can come in, eat some of these innings. They don't have to have any implication for the 2023 Cubs, right? right. Like you said, Ryan, like mm. I I would bet a good amount of money that Mark Leiter Jr. does not pitch playoff innings for the Chicago Cubs mm. at any point, right? <laughs> that, that would, but yeah. if you don't have those guys who can eat those innings and get outs at some point without right. the game taking five hours, you know, you can't be as careful as you want with those other guys. You, David Ross and Tommy Hadovy only have so many guys available to them. Like, somebody's got to get outs. And, right. you know, Leiter Jr. right now, I know people are in the chat are not super thrilled with, you know, Michael Rucker and stuff. And, like, again, I, nobody's sitting here, you know, championing those guys for high-leverage bullpen innings, but somebody's got to get outs, right? Yeah, right? That's really what it comes down to. You don't, You see less of the Leiter Juniors and the – Michael Rutgers, if you have a starting rotation that can consistently give you six innings every night. And right. that's that's been the biggest issue with this Cubs team all season is the lack of starting pitching that can go deep in the games. Now they've gotten better as the season got, has gone along. But, again, you know, if McKinstry doesn't get the air, maybe they get out of that fourth inning and Stroman's pitch count isn't yeah. high and, right. and he's going to the fifth, sixth, like you said, then you probably don't even see Leiter Jr., uh, in, in in this game, if we're going to use this one as an example. But, you know, I, I, he is just a, he is a guy, like we keep saying, will eat innings when the Cubs are either up by multiple runs or down multiple runs. I don't think they will ever use him in, in major high leverage spots. And, you know, he's, he's been, Better than earlier in the season, I'll give him that. I'm not saying that he's convinced me he should be on the 2023 roster, but he's kind of shown that like if he's anything for this Cubs team, he is just a depth piece that mm-hmm. you can bring back from Iowa yeah. or keep up for when an injury happens or whatever. What but, you need. Well, yeah, what you yeah. need. And so like there he's never going to be someone that people are gonna be high on. Like that 
and in a way that that's fine. Yeah. He's just someone who, again, will eat innings when you absolutely need it. I, I do want to. They used a lot of the bullpen yesterday because Thompson couldn't even go two innings. Right. So like, That's also an important thing yeah, to know, right? right? You just had to eat right. seven innings, so eight innings for your bullpen. They had to do what they yeah. had to do, and it, it's just tough because yeah. Stroman I, was good and should have been – should have been better. The game, the result of the game should have been different. The Cubs should have won this game. I do think, uh, and Marcus has been much better since coming back mm-hmm. uh, and you know rejoining the team from the injured list. And you know, obviously, he dealt with COVID as well. the The one thing that I'll say, I, I, I do want to see him as we head toward the end of the year show us that kind of next gear that we know he all has. Like when you look, and again, it's it's uh, his season has been very um interrupted multiple times right so it's hard to kind of judge this uh, fairly maybe uh but I I think he's only gone seven innings twice a couple games in May against uh the Brewers and the White Sox he's pitched into the seventh inning yeah I I think what I and if I'm kind of like reading through some folks are not as in on Stroman as I think they should be uh, just, you know, based on the ERA or, you know, things like that, right? Uh, but for me, I think his peripherals look good. A lot of those numbers look good. What I would like to see, though, is deeper, you know, more dominant starts, right? Like, I feel like we haven't had too many of those starts from him this year where you're like, oh, yeah, like this was a top of the rotation Marcus Stroman-esque start. That's what I'd like to see over this last month and a half. Give me like a seven, eight inning, I mean, yeah. even a, a complete game in there, right? Like, yeah. I, I want to see a couple instances of that, like, top-of-the-rotation style pitching from him. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, that, that of course, I mean, um, it, it, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. feels like maybe the ground ball rate is, is lower than it usually is. I know he, yeah, he there was a few starts there where he was getting it back up. I don't mm-hmm. – I, I didn't go back and look at the ground ball rate from today, but um, – but I mean, just overall, since he came back from the from the um, IL, was it early July? He's got a two two one ERA and a one point one two WHIP. That's you know in, in that right. stretch of games, um, like you said, he had he's had an interrupted season. You know, first of all, just with the the short spring, but then obviously coming up, you know, getting hurt or uh, you know not not he talked about for like the first few months, not kind of not quite feeling where he wanted to be, uh-huh. then COVID, yeah. then, you know, the, the going back on the aisle, this kind of thing. Um, this is like the first real stretch of the season where he's felt like he wants to feel and is able to go out there every day and pitch how he wants to pitch. Um, yeah, I mean, you want it, like you said, you want him to get more length. And four, four and two-thirds innings is, is just not where Strowman wants to be. It's not where the Cubs want him to be. It's not where fans or anyone watching wants him to be at. Um but it, so if he can start, if he can just get back into getting six innings consistently, you know, touching the seven now and again, I mean, that's kind of how you wanted to end the season. Now that he's kind of you know feeling in good health for the first time all year and really has a long stretch of of solid performances, if not really good, at least solid. Um, again, today probably could have been longer had the you know right. had the air not happened, but. Um, yeah, you just you want you want to yeah the, that next gear that next step you just want to see Stroman I take think that and just to get back to where the kind of pitcher that the Cubs that he knows he could be that we've seen a few times this season, um, but just that the Cubs you know are going to need to rely on next year because right. if, if, I think a, that's kind of the key in a good world in a world where you know they spend and get a front end front line pitcher 
Strowman could be a really good number two, mm-hmm. I think. And so if they're going to depend on him next year, that's what you want him to be consistently as a guy that you can look at and say, like that's that's a guy who could be the second in our rotation and lead right. us lead us. It's you know, it's down the, the nature of a big time contract guy that comes in with a lot of expectations, a lot of hype. I know a lot of people are not going to want to hear about the injury, COVID, the lockout, ramp up, and all that stuff. But I I really do think that a lot of the underlying stuff has looked really good. And if he can end the year healthy, they show a little bit of dominance. I, I do think that's really the key is, you know, where do they view him? How do they view him as they're building that rotation next year? And to your point, Ryan, he actually does have a career low ground ball rate uh, for the 2022 yeah, yeah. season. That's his bread and butter. So not yeah. exactly sure what led to that, or but I, I would expect that been fairly consistent throughout his career. So I would expect that yeah. to tick back up. But uh, yeah, I think... Overall, the body of work from Marcus has been good, even if it has not been to that level that I guess some people are hoping for of a, a big free agent signing. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you guys. I think that whatever happens the rest of the season, you just hope that he's taken some momentum into 2023 because I, I understand that he hasn't been perfect, and I understand that the start wasn't great. April was not good, uh, or it wasn't up to expectation. But I think that there's a lot to like for him, uh, you know, going into next year after a full off season, uh, post free agency and and uh, the lockout and everything, and you can just really focus on 2023. And hopefully the yeah. Cubs, you know, barring free agency and you know some of the young guys coming up next year, hopefully. He has a better defense behind him. Absolutely, that's and I think that's very key because he had the ground. They had he had a lot of ground outs in those first you know three innings before the fourth, and we sat on the couch and says like, oh, we're seeing a lot more ground outs tonight. And he had a lot. There were a lot of rockets hit off him at Wrigley the other night or last week. So you know, for the type of pitcher that he is, he really does need a a a, at least an above average defense. The shots fired in the chat. Uh, at you, Corey. Oh, yeah, I saw. What about my glasses? I said, um, no, Carlos says, um, yeah. you look like Sogard with those glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, there you go. Oh, I can't yeah, see without them, but now I, yeah, take, I take great offense to that. You're sitting so in Luke's chair, you, sitting I don't in know what to do. you need the readers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have permanent readers. Uh, <laughs> but, so, all right, I, I think that's good on Stroman. I, yeah. I am really excited. If the Cubs spend some money this offseason, which they're – rumblings that they're going to do, right? They should do. We deserve them to do, as Cody always says. Yes. Like Marcus Stroman coming into a a better team, more hype on the team. He'll have a little bit, I think, of a chip on his shoulder. Even if this is an okay year, he'll want it to be better. We know that about him no matter what. I'm excited for that Marcus Stroman because I think the hype for that is going to be very real. But I I do want to ask you, Cody, I, I saw on social media today that today in real life somebody bet $100 on the Chicago Cubs the Chicago Cubs that we're talking about to win the 2022 World Series they're technically not out of it right because they're like 16 games out of the wild card was this you (laughs) at were you in Vegas earlier today was this you listen listen whoever made that bet they did it through Caesar Sportsbook. I'm not. I'm not that soft. I use points bet, guys. Facts. Points bet. I would never 
If I were to make that bet, I would have done it on points bet because it's the best way to support CHGO. But the best you know, way. We just got a new points bet ad, and I'm really excited to read it. So you guys ready for that? Let's do it. Okay. Points bet sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season Ooh. with a new offer every day. Oh. Until the season kicks off. Every day. Every day, oh, Ryan. Damn. From now until September 8th, points bet power hour will unlock a new daily offer from unlock 12 right to there. 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you're on the East Coast, that's 11 to is that 11 to 1? No. No, it's 11 to what? 11 to what? 12. Or, wait, 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 wait. or no, it'd be 1 to 2. Whatever. 12 to 1 Central Standard Time. What are you doing? Time start over. I'm really bad. I'm really bad at math. It's 12 to 1 Central Standard Time. If you're in Eastern Time, 1 to 2. 1 to 2. Count backwards from the other side. Yeah, again, I'm really bad at math, guys. There's a reason I'm on this podcast instead of doing math. Sign up for Points Bet now using code CHGO to also get risk free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now. Through September 8th, download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem who wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling referral services. Nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. And I have to tell you about OWEN, which stands for Only What You Need. OWEN is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, and easily digestible. I like to drink Owen early in the morning when I don't feel like making breakfast or to go along with a meal to get that extra protein in my diet. Ooh, extra protein. The shakes taste great, and they don't have that heavy feeling like some other protein shakes you might have tried. They have great flavors to choose from. The cold brew coffee or dark chocolate are my personal favorite. And I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. It's QB1, who Justin also Fields. also follows a plant-based QB1. diet. I'm QB1 today, right, for Luke? There you QB1 go. today. Yeah, you are QB1, mm-hmm. right? You're under center right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Owen and CHDO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code CHGO20. Join me and Justin Fields and try Owen. Only what you need. That code again, CHGO20. Nick Moriano, if you, if you don't believe us, Nicholas Moriano, our, our, one of our CHGO Bears guys, go on his Twitter or his Instagram and go follow him. He posts that like every day. <laughs> and he goes works out at like some Bears Fit or Bears something fit. like that. Bears Fit. It's in Vernon Hills. Yeah, in Vernon Hills. And they'll yeah. post a picture of him holding Owen right afterwards. Yeah. He's drinking that. And he so. does all these Bears, re- like oh, three yeah. important things, Bears recap videos on, on the Bird app. And... Like, it's really good if you're in the Bears and, like, you want to know what's going on at training camp, but I believe Nick does it because, like, he knows that he just looks really good in these videos. <laughs> He's just, like, all about the vibes and oh, yeah. having great hair. Like, me and it. him are very relatable people, I feel like. And uh, so, yeah, he's a great follow. I was going to say, Nicholas is, you know, more if you're looking for the protein shakes to get that better physique. <laughs> I, I, I need the extra protein, but I'm not the best, uh, <laughs> right. you know. Physique model. Uh, getting back to this we talk Cubs about game, Ian Happ now? We can talk about Ian Happ. So Ian Happ, two home runs in this game. Uh, Ryan, I know, you know, you had that pun over the weekend about Ian 
since Ian Addy. Since Ian Addy. Right? Yeah. Do we have one for Washington, or did they convince Ian that he woke up in Washington today, and that's where the uh, in Cincinnati today, uh-huh. and that that's where this game was played? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think it was safe to assume on Saturday that, like, legislation started being passed to change that town's name to Cincinnati, um, named after Ian Happ. Um, you know, two home runs today. That might be happening out in Washington, D.C. <laughs> nowadays. That, that, we'll allow it. Well, it the, might be happening. Was it the I saw on Twitter the District of Columbian? Oh, okay. I did see that one. All right. <laughs> oh, it's he's. I don't know. He is having himself a week. He's having himself a month. He's having himself a year. Ian Happ. I mean, the All Star. You know, All Star came went. Trade deadline came went, and he hasn't really slowed down. Like he's yeah. what uh, I haven't his WRC Can plus. I, is twenty six? Can I one twenty six right now? Can I can I ask the the chat the question I asked you guys on the couch? Please, sure. Okay, so when we were on the couch watching the game. I posed the scenario of, what if the Cubs they extend the qualifying offer to Contreras, but are unable to get an extension? No extension, right? And perhaps he signs with another team. But not. Let's just assume he signs with another team. So they don't get that, but they are able to extend Hap. And perhaps they extend Nico Horner. How will you feel about that in terms of, you know, where the team would be headed into 2023? You got to say that one more time. It's just like, 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 like so, break it down, like make it simple. Like no, what's the, no Contreras extension, but you're extending Nico now and you're and, extending Ian Hat. Yeah. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Well, we, you obviously asked that to the chat. Uh, I mean, it's like, to the point where I, I think the, the Wilson Contreras extension is very unexpected if it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's kind of be a surprise if it happens. Um, but extending Ian Happ, extending Nico, like those, especially Nico, he's so young, he's a lot of team control. Um, I guess if you can lock him up long-term now, you know, not have to go through arbitration, not have to worry about, you know, signing him to one-year deals and then trying to extend him later on. Like that's if you can extend him for a while as as young as he is, I think he's twenty five. Mm-hmm. He's almost a year younger than me, which is crazy to think. Um, <laughs> like that's a guy. That's a guy. Regardless, of, regardless of if he is the shortstop of the future, he's got a place on this team somewhere. I think he's proven that all year. Um, you obviously want to see him continue that throughout the rest of the year and, and beyond. But um, I think you can kind of feel confident that he has a place on this team somewhere. Uh, for the long term, first so year of arbitration get, is next next yeah. season. So, yeah. so if so you can get him three years, if you yeah, can get him extended years. for a while, um, you know, prior, you know, have to go through arbitration because we know the arbitration process can, you know, affect relationships between front offices sure. and players. Like we've heard that throughout the league, that stuff like that happens. Um, so if you can avoid having to do that and not even having, having to worry about trying to get a, a a deal done before going to arbitration, like if they can do that, lock him up long term, like that's ideal. Hap, I mean. I think I think he's proving this year that he can also he, he's made like significant changes in who he is as a player and as a hitter um, that would make him I I mean I I think that would make him a, a solid long term piece for the Cubs as well he is getting he's gonna be twenty eight next year or something like that sometime soon I know he's twenty seven already right. yeah um, so maybe I mean he's three his birthday was recently he's three days into his twenty eight oh uh, he just turned twenty eight yeah. okay there you go oh, I did I do remember that. Um, you also think that the minor league system is really has a lot of really good outfield sure. outfield prospects. Um, I know Brennan Davis 
Uh, we'll talk about him in a sec, but that's someone you hope comes up in 2024 or 2023. Sorry, I forgot what year it was. 2023, PCA, maybe the end of that season or the next year. I mean, a, a few other guys that could be up in the next couple of years. So the Ian Happ one is a little different than the Nico one, I'll say. But I, I do think he, you sign him, that, that's a good piece. Or you extend him, that's a good piece to, to what the Cubs are trying to build. It would be so. nice to extend Nico. No offense to David Bodie, right? <laughs> but it would be nice to have somebody get an extension that everybody's like kind of pumped about, right? Yeah. Like again, no offense to David Bodie, who got I think the most recent extension for like a position player. Whole separate issue. Uh, but Did this come after Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> uh, Did I think? Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, like uh, it would just be you know. That would be nice for everybody to be like, hey, they extended somebody, and we're all happy about that. But back to Hap, yeah, he, so two homers tonight, he is one shy of 100 in his career, so that is a milestone to keep on your radar as you're watching the Cubs any night he's playing now. We were joking, because Ryan brought that up to us uh, when we were getting ready for the game, and he said he only needs three, and we were like, okay, we got to, like, plan for that. When are we going to talk about that? You know, our guy Joey behind the camera tonight, you know, needs to get his graphics ready. And well, we thought we had a couple days, like, at least. Right. right. And then when he hit the second one, it was early in the game. And we were like, oh, man, like, he's really feeling it. Like, yeah. this might happen tonight. We might need to be ready tonight. Yeah. Didn't happen, but soon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Hap, 126 WRC Plus live after tonight. Um, he's a three-war player right now behind only Nico Horner per, fran, per fan graphs. Um, you know, he's hitting 282, uh, 455 slug, 360 on base percentage. I'm trying to do the math in my head real quick unless this thing loads. Uh, but that's like a nine-something. Am, am I wrong? Am I doing the math right? No. I don't think we're a math group. You oh, know? my God. No, it's an 816 OPS right now. We're just free and have, like, a, that's, that's definitely a, a good mark for his career. Um, and then again, it's like it's been consistent over the whole season. It's not like he's been up and down. I mean, he's had a couple, you know, maybe a, a rough, rough patch here and there. But for the most part, he's consistently been good. And I, he, he's a guy that you kind of maybe look look at a little more cautiously just because he's had up and downs throughout his career. But he also has shown like different. I think I think he has. You know, just kind of talking to him and talking to hitting coaches that there's like things that he's changed, um, you know, little things he's fixed that should, that have proven to you know be helpful in in transforming him as a as a consistent hitter, right. consistent ball player. That if he just kind of keeps at that, it should do you know honestly do wonders for who he's going to be in the future as again a consistent ball player, which he's been all season. You really want to see that he hadn't finished the season that way. Um, but I think you can feel confident in that he has, you know, figured something out. Sometimes guys don't become, you know, reach their ceiling until around this sure. age or even get close. So it's like that that could just be the situation. Like Cap's starting to, you know, break through where, where he was caught at before this year. Well, and right. he's uh, an above-average hitter from both sides of the plate if you're looking at WRC+. Plus. Mm. So as a lefty, as a righty against both, you know, splits of pitcher, above-average hitter. And I know that, you know, there was some discussion, I think, last year – that he only really turned it on once the season went in the toilet, right? And there was some discussion amongst folks that do we care that mm -hmm. when the team was really performing well or, you know, when they were in first place in the earlier portion of the year before the trade deadline, 
he wasn't performing very well. He was really struggling. And then when the stakes are very low, he turned it on and had a great finish to the 2021 season. Now, the stakes have never been particularly high in the 2022 season, so I guess we don't have an answer to that. Yeah. But do we like do either of you care about that? Do you buy into that? Cuz like when I look at this, I I'm I'm with you. The outfield situation in the future is very crowded. So like what I think of Ian long term or where he fits in long term is a more difficult question to yeah. answer. But he's always back to his rookie year. If you're looking at WRC plus, he yeah. has always been an above league average hitter. Whatever the circumstance, he's figured it out by the end of the year, including 2021. So to me, like, no, I don't really care if the team is bad or the stakes are low. To me, the value I see in Hap is just the fact that, you know, we could talk about all the guys from in the that are going to be coming up next year and even the year after that. They're all going to be real young. You got to have some veterans on the sure. team to mix in with it. And I just think Hap has. I don't. He's not. I don't know if you can call him a leader I, I don't think that's a thing but I just think that you have to have a good mixture and I think that at this point again Ryan said he's 28 next year at the very least and just turned and 28 apparently yeah so he'll be 28 on opening day next year yeah just 28 next year and you he's we've seen it all season this year and I don't care what anyone says like in April, the team was trying to compete. Sure, they were. They they were. You know, they were trying to win. I don't. I don't know. What, you take that for whatever you want. Like the way you want to look at. It, I don't blame you if you don't want to count even the games in April. But I don't know. To me, like cons- all things considered, to me, you, extending someone like Hap would just mean that you you have a, a veteran here for the next coming of next young prospects that can be a you know a nice veteran piece that can help young players along the way. I feel like he's he's at least got good relationships with guys on the team and people respect him and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. even even during some of the bad years, people liked him on the team and, and people, you know, even the fan base in a way was cheering for him, even some of those bad stretches. So, I, you know, I whether it's him or Wilson, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I'd love to have them both here. But, like, you know, I to me, if they – like that's the way I see it is you know if they were to extend Hap it's like okay well you got a nice little vet, a veteran piece to help groom some of these yeah. these young guys you know what I mean I, I wish it, I wish it could have been Rizzo almost. whatever but yeah. like you know you get what I'm saying like that's that's kind of like what his role would be and the fact that he's a guy who just gets yeah. on base man yeah. he was an all star didn't even have more than ten homers at the All Star break it was like when do you how yeah. often do you see that at the All Star game man like no. it, for especially for the type of player that he is at the position that he plays. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a lot of value for him. I get not being, like, in on him because, like, yes, yeah, like the first real full year that he's put together. But I think for in terms of just finding those veteran pieces to go yeah. with, I feel like he, he, he deserves uh, a chance to at least be part of whatever yeah. is to come in next year, year after. So that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah, and that's kind of why I said, you know, be cautious, right? Be cautious about, like, putting full stock in Ian Happ because it has been really just this season that's been consistent all the way through pretty much. All, all his other seasons have had ups and downs. Now he's kind of putting it together. If he can finish it off this season, then you get a little more confidence. He, he does well again next year. Okay, then you can feel confident that he really has become the player that the Cubs want him to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I think you take a little more caution with Ian just because of, like, his past ups and downs. 
but you can still definitely like have faith that he ha- that he has become the player the the player the Cubs want him to be because he's shown it all season right. and it's you know and he's an All Star for the first time in his career his numbers are like approaching or at career best across the board like strikeout rate walk rate all this kind of thing like he's again he's just his approach is really good at the plate he's made changes that have helped him and and, and I think it's, I would feel great different. for success for him I think I'd feel differently if he was like thirty or thirty one yeah he's twenty eight. But yeah, he's still in his late twenties, and like, there's still there should still be a few more years there yeah. of at least something close to what we've seen this year. And I know the outfield situation is is tricky, but there's also a DH. And that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. The DH, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what that's going to be next year or whatever. But I think that having that DH is very beneficial for this type of yeah. conversation. Just, just, I think like, he's a great sort of. Is he going to be, if you're looking to be competitive next year, will he be that star of stars? No, probably not. But I think the offense that you're getting from him, and especially where we're maybe hoping the Cubs are going to make a big splash in free agency, just looking at the positions of where those guys play, he feels like a really good piece in a lineup that if they're able to add some star power to it, Hap is a really, really nice complimentary piece in 2023. If he's able to continue performing like this at the offensive level, yeah. I think, you know, where you slot him in the lineup. But Ian Hap is a five or six hitter at in least. a deeper lineup, yeah, right? right? Like that feels really good. I think yeah. that that lineup yeah. feels good. I like Jared's comment. He says, while the games may not have mattered to making the playoffs, his his back was up against the wall last year as possibly being non-tendered, which I was like – Again, I had to tweet yeah, tonight. That's a great I point. once again apologize for all my Ian Hap slander over the years. But, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought he should have been non-tendered last year. Um, and he's still arbitration eligible, which is important because, he, yeah, yeah he, no, that's a great point. free agency. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is, like, if he didn't kind of have that turnaround the last two months of the season, there probably was an argument that he was going to oh, get it, non-tendered, Oh, it was a discussion. Right? I, I oh, yeah. It was, uh, I think it was a discussion oh, yeah. already. Yeah. And if the two last two months were, were you know, in two more months of just struggles – that's probably. I mean, you've seen the Cubs DFA other guys, championship guys. Mm-hmm. That that's definitely something that could have that potentially could have happened. Um, but he turned it around in the last two months. He kind of earned his 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 shot again this year, and obviously All Star. You know, taking advantage of that this year. Um, I, again, that that having his back up against the wall is one thing when you're kind of playing for your job. Like that's that's obviously huge and, and, and gives you a little bit more of a incentive to get it going. But he's kind of kept that going this year yeah, and been, become not only the you know more of a leader uh, in the clubhouse with the guys. You know, a lot, he has a lot of respect in that clubhouse. But and then he's just bringing that on the field too. He's really bringing it every day. You saw it with the two home runs today. Uh, I mean, the home run in, uh, in Cincinnati, Cincinnati the other day. Like he's Ian Happ has done really well this year. You again, you want him to continue that throughout the season, and, you know, to finish the season that way, keep that going in 2023, kind of see what goes, what happens from there. Um, but it's just like, I th- again, you can feel kind of confident and have a little bit of faith that this is who Ian Happ is now. Well, and so I don't know if you want to bet on hmm. where Ian Happ or when Ian Happ might hit his 100th home run, Ryan, but mm-hmm. if you were going hmm. to do that, I know a place where you can do it. Oh, you know, I know a place you could do that too, Corey. Points bet. Fancy that. Yeah, points bet. Right. It's Cody's favorite app. He rolls. He rolls over every morning. Doesn't even. Doesn't even take a breath. The phone's already in his hand, and, <laughs> and he's opening up his favorite app. 
Um, but if you enjoy CHGO, <laughs> one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. What does Luke call it? Sick drip? Sick drip? Swag? Dope whatever merch. It is. Dope merch. A lot of good stuff out there. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gavin Problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I love the chat because they're all congratulating me on my same game hit parlay. Shout out Congrats. to shout yeah. out to Mickey Two Bags because that, that that was a sweat. It tonight. was a big it was a big moment <laughs> in the yeah. office. Everybody yeah. was very excited here yeah. for Cody no, to hit that bet. Uh, Cody, uh, Cody was up on the TV like watching it. He's like he's like he was like looking into Nick like, Madrigal's soul. I need soul. this. The I Cubs, need this. The Cubs games may be low stakes, yeah. but the stakes in the CHGO offices always are always yeah. high. Always high. Always that high. said, Brandon Hughes ruined the MLB <laughs> hit parlay because I needed Kybert Ruiz to get a hit, and in his last at bat, he didn't even make it out. He got hit by a pitch. I'm the leg. I'm the leg. Uh, it's but you don't win I'll, every time. I'll take Cody. it. I'll take a. I'll take a one and one night on the hit parlays, guys. We'll be back tomorrow go. to uh, ride again. So I want to. I want to well, address this comment real sure. quick by Carlos. Joey, if you could scroll up, it's, it's Carlos says, "Can I say it's good to enjoy a Cubs post show slash podcast where the hosts aren't screaming at each other to make a point, unlike those other guys." This is just for show. We like hate each other. You should have oh, seen yeah. us watching this game. We, yeah. we 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 were screaming at each other. I was telling Cody to get get the <laughs> hell out Carlos of the way. Where did Carlos say of the TV. that? I didn't see that. It's up. It's up a little further. I want to <laughs> say. See if we can find it. I, I mean, I was yelling at I Cody mean, to get the hell Ryan's out of the just way. Making right? up user comments. Yeah, it's right there. It's saying. right there. I was yelling at Cody to move his big ass head out of the way of the TV. <laughs> Corey, Corey, I don't know. He was yelling at me mm. for something. Probably saying something about. I don't know. What were you, I'm just kidding, but this is kind of funny. Um, I do. We do appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I we like to think we're a good show, right? Even without yeah. Grandpa Stucky here, we're good. I think we got a good squad going. So appreciate Ryan that, Carlos. Ex- exuding confidence. We like to think we're a good show, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're a damn good I mean, show. Well, you should have seen me a couple months ago. I was screaming anyway because the Cubs were pissing me off because I cared about winning. And now, <laughs> now I'm just like I need. I need Nico Horner to keep getting hits, and I need you know other guys to keep proving that they belong on next year's roster. I, if you want to no. talk about exuding confidence, Jody, I, I feel like I'm nailing. The I'll just, I'm going to skip over that you just called me Jody. Yeah, he called him Jody. It's, okay. it's a mix of you two. Like, it's all right. I called him Corey earlier it's because fine. It's, it's fine. Names Joey, are, I didn't even Cody. mean to get it this big of a thing. Keep going, Corey. Yeah. Joey, Cody, <laughs> Joey. Joey. <laughs> I, I do feel like I'm nailing the role of Luke Stuckmeyer tonight, um, like his understudy on Broadway. I haven't mentioned, I haven't dated myself with any like movies from the 70s or 80s or things like that, but I, I maybe I'll work one in, in, in the end here. But uh, I, I think the only other thing from the game, before we get to some, uh, oddly enough, we have some interesting things to talk about from Arizona this evening and, and from this morning. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing, did you guys know that Fran Mill Reyes could move like that? I mean, Fran mm. Mill wheels tonight in Fran Washington. Wheels. Fran wheels. I think I actually tweeted that the other day, like Fran wheels, more like Fran wheel race. Yeah, like I that. didn't see that. Yeah. I don't know. But Guy can motor. Yeah. 
No, he. Yeah. Uh, that's you. That's is you. That, because is we'll, that is that a is that a tie-in to who you got? We because, can do who you got. Well, we here. might as well yeah. just do who you got now. We'll, I may be playing Luke tonight. I still lost, so that's <laughs> consistent as always. Uh, I didn't. Nico did not have a terrible game though. Hard hit ball could have been a hit. Was a ground out, but he also had a double. So mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not over tonight. Yeah. So I think I'm in the clear for everyone else. Do, do we not have a graphic, Joey? I do not only because there was no pregame tonight, so by the time mm. that the game... So the oh, yeah. recap mm. is that Cody had Fran, had Fran Mill, Mill, I had Nico Horner, Ryan had Nick Madrigal, and Luke, even though he is on vacay, had Marcus Stroman. So and Joey so, had Jason right. Hayward. And Joey did have Jason Hayward. <laughs> right, and Joey had Jason Hayward. As he always does. So Cody... Uh, an RBI yeah, triple is going to get you the W here tonight. Yeah, no, so. surprisingly, no one picked the in half. Um, you know, I, I if you well, were not in Cincinnati, I was saying, if you were still yeah. in Cincinnati, I would have picked him. But they're you know now we know that when he's playing in Washington, District of Columbian, right? Is that what it's called? <laughs> District uh, of Columbian, yes. Columbian. Um, then then you know you know, you, you got to pick Ian half as your who you got. Like that's that we know that now. You we and know? I may I mean Cody won, but yeah. it was a mistake. Somebody should have taken Ian half. Yeah, we know that now. Yeah. Though if I had taken him, he wouldn't have hit any home runs. So what's you know, our so. what's our what's our score at now, Cody? All right. Uh, so I with my win, that's I now lead eighteen to seventeen to twelve to one to one. Uh, Jared and Joey still trying to get on the board here in mid August. Come on, Jay. Hey, <laughs> at least that's what. At least Come you on, have give one. Him one I tried to give you the point last week. <laughs> give him one last day. at bat, Rossi. When I got to be like, I, I, I believe uh, filling filling the role tomorrow will be our, our friend Kevin Wells, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to say that I'm rooting against Kevin. Mm-hmm. However, as as someone who does have a who you got win. I, I, you know, I don't really want Kevin to join the club. Yeah. 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 Like, the you know, for who, I kind of like it breaks that tie. Yeah, like it took Corey a while, but he's like, if, if Brendan ever finds the time in his very busy schedule, <laughs> right. To join pre and post game. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't want him to win either. I, yeah. I feel very proud of my singular win. And, yeah. you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully at some point in the next month and a half, we're able to double that total. But, uh, all right, so a couple things from Arizona that are pretty important uh, for the Cubs. Uh, Ryan, this was news I wasn't really expecting. We knew that Brennan Davis had undergone the surgery and that it wasn't as bad as when you hear back surgery yeah, yeah. kind of seems, right? It wasn't with his discs or anything like that. It had gone really well. Um, I knew he might do some baseball activities, yeah, but he played in an Arizona complex league game tonight. Yeah, no, that was, um, so, uh, I was, I want to say it was July 25th. So exactly three weeks ago today, I want to say, uh, we talked to Jared Banner and, you know, they, he said the, the, you know, the Cubs hope was to get Brennan Davis. What's that? What's so funny? Brennan said, Brennan. uh, someone get Corey out of that chair, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said that the Cubs hope was to get Brennan Davis, um, into games in about two to three weeks. Um, I did talk to him again uh, a little over a week ago at Wrigley. Uh, it was kind of the you know, same schedule, kind of mentioned you know around April, August 15th, which obviously is today. Um, then I believe Tommy Birch of the Des Moines Register had a tweet yesterday saying that Brennan Dave is expected to go out to, to mm-hmm. the Arizona Complex League, start rehab assignment, or start rehab. Yeah, I guess it's called a rehab assignment there. Um, but that's kind of all fit that timeline that we were given three weeks ago. It was like that's the back end of it, two to three weeks, obviously. We're three weeks in now, um, and so I 
I don't even remember. I think I just like said, I'm like, hey, is Brendan Davis playing today? Like, I, I think we were just talking about him. Like, he might be playing. And I looked at the box score. Sure and enough, there he's, he is. Sure enough, he's DHing, batting second down for the ACL Cubs. Um, you know, not not the game you wanted to see out of him. 0 for 3, three strikeouts, had a walk, and scored a run. But I think the best thing is that he's in games. Like, yeah. when he had the, when, we, when you first heard back surgery, like, that was, I don't know how many of us expected him to even play games, let alone this early. Well, I mean, um, when the news first yeah. came out, I was terrified. I was like, when you first hear back I'm, surgery, you think, you think really bad things. Right. We knew, like, once kind of the smoke cleared and we got a little more clarity, we knew that, it, like, a lot of it was on the best-case scenario side mm-hmm. of things. Um, but even this feels like it was just, what, it was early June when he had the back surgery, so two, not even two and a half months, and he's yeah. already starting to play in games. I, that's the best positive. Even though he didn't get a hit today, like, you know, he's playing games. Like, Brendan Davis is playing games. He, you know, I don't know how long he'll end up having to be uh, out in Arizona playing before he can go maybe up to South Bend or, or maybe if he goes right back to Chippewa. He, I, I believe Jed said last week that, or not too long ago, that the expectation is not for him to make his major league debut this year. I think that was a, the thing on 670 or something like that, like last week is what Jed said. I believe, yes. right? Him, yeah, I think yeah like him and Amaya, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's you know that's one thing. Um, I think expecting him to have made his major league debut anyway was kind of like holding your breath for something that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, At least after the injury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but now you see, I think there's a scenario where he's playing in a, at least a few AAA games out, you know, out in Iowa at some yeah. point this year, which bodes well for you know if he goes to play in the Arizona Fall League, he's, he proves he's healthy, goes into spring training like. They just try to make some of that development time back. They they have to send him to the fall league, in my opinion. Like, you got to do whatever you can to get him as many at-bats as you can. I mean, I I think the fall league helped Velasquez. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big reason why Velasquez is is on the Cubs right now because he had a huge fall league on top of his really great second half in Iowa last year. But, yeah, in terms of just getting at-bats, the Cubs have to send him to the fall league. If he stays healthy, the rest yeah. of the you know the season in the complex league. Or I whatever. would think as as long as he's feeling good, I would imagine that that's the plan. I, right. I would think. I mean, not we don't know that. And the reason that I say that they have to is because I just I I don't think like we were sitting on the couch earlier and we were talking about how AAA is like. It's the highest level of the minor leagues, but is it really though? Like a lot of guys who are there are ones who are kind of like the Mark Leiter Juniors of the world mm-hmm. where they're, you know, the, the chat the, loves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're guys who are, who, who are borderline major leaguers, but are in Iowa because they're just not as good as some of the other guys. And yeah, like Caleb Killian's there right now. So you're going to have a few of the random. It fluctuates. Yeah. The competition. But fluctuates. A, lo- a lot of them are guys who are just really good depth. Double A and, and obviously lower, like there's a lot more talent there. And as we've seen that from South Bend and Myrtle Beach and even the Tennessee this year. But to me, like, if he goes and plays in the fall league and gets however many at-bats, it only makes his trip to Wrigley next year sooner, in my opinion, because he does that. Say he has a good spring. I don't know if they're going to start him on the open-day roster, but maybe a a, a look in. It could be a very quick quick call. Right, like a couple weeks in April. I I don't know. Like, But playing in the fall league, again, just more at-bats and, like, just – they really need him to yeah. do that because it, it's he it, is the top prospect. Yeah, it's development time that he 
can get back from what he's lost this year. Yeah. Like, that's that's huge. And, I mean, I know um, Cubs front office has talked about that's, you know, something they're considering. I'm kind of with you. I'm like, I, if, if you really want to, to get to help him get that development time back that he missed, like, the Arizona Fall League is a good place to do that. Um, so if that, if that's the thing, if that's what they ultimately do, like, that's just a place to like, let him get at bats, let him, you know, keep getting it back in this rhythm of playing in games because he missed so much time that if he can, you know, if he say he comes back, he's starting right now, you got about six weeks left in the, in right. the minor league season, right. then that's kind of interrupts it right there. But if you can get him right into the, into the fall league, I don't remember exactly how long after uh, the season that goes, but you know, that's, that's quickly going to get him right back into that rhythm, not let him take too much break after he's had three months now without games like right. that's i think that's that's a good that's definitely if if, i mean if they're just considering it right now and not sure exactly if they want to do that i mean in my opinion like that's that's something that definitely needs to be and an, a discussion because that could right. be very beneficial i just for think him. that it's really good news i mean first of all he's a he's a great guy so it's just nice that this is going well and he's able to get back out there and play baseball but from the Cubs' perspective, the fact that there's even a possibility to make yeah. up some of that lost developmental time is just such great news when you mm. think back to the kind of panic that yeah, ensued yeah, yeah, when yeah. this news first came out. So, I think the he, he may or may not have made his debut this year. It seemed maybe unlikely, I guess, depending on how everything was going, if he had stayed healthy. I think, you know, if he can, if he does go through the fall league, plays well there, I would think it's pretty unlikely that a scenario yeah. ends up that he breaks camp with the team because yeah, yeah. they're going to have to plan for him not to, right? Mm. Just because of the way this is all played out. Yeah. But if he's a the fact that he's able to come back now, have at least a month and a half mm. of complex games, or if you know he does go back to AAA or wherever is the most convenient place for him to continue progressing, you, you add that to spring training, and like you guys said, it does make a potential quick call up next yeah. year yeah. somehow all the more possible which again you know a couple months ago we're like i have no idea when we're going to see mm -hmm. him now we just want to see him back on a baseball field yeah. and then another thing that goes along with that is like yes we, i think we kind of are all in agreement that he probably should go to the afl uh and play but at the same time that also disrupts a regular offseason for him so sure that's another reason why it's right. like he doesn't have a regular offseason they may i think it was caleb killian this year um, that ended up having like kind of kind of an extended spring training because of obviously the lockout and stuff like that. But then um, the Arizona Fall League kind of extending him into November playing right. games. So maybe maybe that's something they could do with Brennan Davis, where it's like okay, he's playing in November, not getting a full off season of kind of things. Maybe he's not. You know, I don't. Again, I don't think he's going to break camp with the Cubs in the first place. But maybe that's something where they're like, okay, we can get him a few more weeks of extended spring training before you know, make sure he's kind of all the way full go before we put him right back into game action. Right. And then I still think that there's a potential for a quick call-up next year. Maybe not in the first few weeks, but... If he gets back to looking like break. himself, because he was struggling yeah, before the injury, the but then, of course, we didn't know about this major back injury yeah, that yeah. he had. So and it's that's sort like, of... So that, we think that's probably something that right. had something to do with it, right? I would think so, So, yeah, yeah if he, obviously he has to get back to being that hitter he was, the player he was. That's a given. Like in, that, He's not going to get called up if he's still struggling right. next year. Right. Um, but there's definitely a scenario where pre All Star break for sure, within a couple months, like yeah, that's, depending on how that, things yeah, are going. Exactly, yeah, definitely, um, definitely a scenario. So before we move on, sure, Debbie, she has asked it multiple times, and I feel bad. <laughs> she said, "Can y'all answer 
when do we actually think the Cubs can contend again realistically, and what would that lineup look like? And the only reason I say it now is because we are talking about Brennan Davis, and it's, like, really hard to actually say when the Cubs are going to contend for a World Series. But to contend for the NL Central, it should be next it year. It should be next year. It should sure. be. There's it no there's be. no good reason that it shouldn't be. And it can be. It's yeah. like it's like the division's not that good. Yeah, right. they have the they have the obviously space under the luxury tax this year. Like and then I think that was Crane Kenny uh, not too long ago talking about having the being able to roll over the money yeah, for that. Tom talked about it. They year. all claim like, it's there. The money is somewhere. If that's, if that's legitimate than words. If, I hear if, you, Michael Collada. If that's legitimate if that's legitimate if that's legitimate. If that's legitimate then then seriously like that's they could go out and get a frontline starter. Yes. They could go yeah. out and get uh, you know, if maybe if Matt Mervis isn't gonna be up next year, a guy that can that can play first base for you, or just a lefty, you know, a lefty power hitter, a shortstop, whatever you want. Like those are pieces they could go out and spend some money on, and you know that the the division isn't. No one's running away with the division. There, there's right now. no good reason that, that it can't be next yeah, year. There's definitely Brewers, a scenario. If the playoffs started today, Brewers wouldn't even be in. Exactly. Right. So there's definitely a scenario where the Cubs could be right there competing. Yeah. I don't think they'll compete for a World Series championship next year like that. A lot of things kind of have to go right for that to happen, but they can plug in some pieces from free agency, um, you know, some call-ups, some guys that are young right now yep. in the major league rosters taking a next step forward. They can certainly be in the playoff conversation, even if it's just a wild card. Like that's, they can definitely make a playoff there's, push next year. And there, there's no with the way that they've restructured the draft and the lottery. You don't get the number one pick just because you finish in dead last, right? It's a lottery, so the incentive isn't there. Jed has talked about how that's not the way to do – like, there's no reason that franchise like the Cubs shouldn't be tanking purposely anyway. Right. And we've talked about that at ends, and I've done my rants, and I've read your comments. Next great Cubs team, probably sometime after that. That depends on so many things. Uh, Guys like Brennan Davis, et cetera. 2025, if a lot of things go right, could be a year that they actually contend for a World Series – but this organization, with the market that they're in, the money that and resources that they have, they should be it should con- be contending for the NL Central Division in 2023. And if they are not, there will be more rants from me. Tom Ricketts said that this is not the baseball Cubs fans deserve like Cody did. He did. And 2023 should be when we see something different. So last thing uh, before we yeah. jump off as we're uh, getting off the a little – over an hour here. Um, the last thing Sorry, in Arizona, Jerry. Kyle Hendricks cleared to start rehabbing uh, in Arizona. Uh, that came on Monday morning. So, Ryan, like, I don't know if you know the exact plan for this. The timing of it doesn't allow too much. Yeah. They're not going to rush it. And even if they, you know, he starts a throwing program, then he works simulated games, then he does a couple rehab starts. That leaves a very yeah, yeah. short window, even if he were to come back. So I'm kind of guessing that's not the plan. This feels, correct me if I'm wrong, more like we need to get him out there and healthy for next year, mm-hmm. and we'll deal with all where he's at come spring training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, this is the the tweet from Jordan Bastian um, out of Washington right now, Jordan Bastian with MLB.com. Um, from earlier today, Kyle Hendricks, right shoulder, is headed to Arizona to continue his rehab program. Throwing schedule still TBD. The clock is ticking on having enough time for 
Hendricks to pitch again this season, but the goal is to get him back to 100%, not to force a date of return. And we, you know, we talked to to Ross about that last week. I know um, Jed, when we talked to Jed, he'd mentioned uh, Cal getting an MRI, but didn't ha- quite have the results for that. Right. When we talked to him, um, so we talked to Ross the next day. I, I want to say it was on Tuesday when we talked to Ross. Um, but he, you know, he said the MRI just showed he's getting better. Probably needs a little bit more rest. There's still some inflammation in there. So I think they're going to reassess in about a week. So this is a week ago. So I think we're kind of seeing that mm-hmm. now to see where he's at. He wasn't throwing at that point. Um, as far as him being confident that he'll pitch again in 2022, Ross said, I don't really know. I mean, I would start to, in theory, wonder how that's going to play out. Making sure he's not throwing for another week plus, starting to ramp back up and getting games. I think my main thing is to get him back on the bump throwing bullpens and seeing how he feels. Let him, let's him. let let's get him healthy. I don't think getting him back in games is a top priority for everyone, but if he was able to get to that space, I think that's a win for everyone. So it really is like kind of how you're taking it is like, they really just want him to be healthy. Like, I, I, at this point, you kind of know what Kyle Hendricks is and who he is, and, you know, there's not a lot of, like, oh, development as a young guy coming in there. Like, he's – Kyle Hendricks, you know who he is. He's a guy that historically has had really good command. Uh, you know, the, the he hasn't, like, had the stuff or, like, the velocities kind of thing to just blow away hitters, but he's got good command knows how to pitch well. That getting him back in t- for two games at the end of the season right. isn't going to change that. And it might, if he's not feeling 100%. Unless they win 20 in a row and finally get sh- sure, back in that wild card sure, race, right? Sure. Yeah. But it, it, <laughs> at, at, in realistic terms, um, that's not going to do much as far as his, his own development because he's right. a 30-plus pitcher. I forgot, like 32, something like that. Uh, 31 maybe. But he's – so they're really – pushing to just have him get 100% healthy because if he's not and you try to throw him out there at the end of the season, then then you run the risk of another injury and just kind of prolonging things. Whereas right now you got guys like Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson that, you know, that you really want to get – you really want to keep going. Hayden Wesneski, Caleb Killian could both come up sometime in September maybe um, and could eat up some of those innings where you don't, ha- you don't need – to throw Kyle out there just to try to win a couple more games at the end of the season. Like I think the main priority for, for the Cubs right now is just making sure he's healthy, making sure uh, he can go into his off season program healthy and can, you know, doesn't have to take time off to just keep recovering and just make sure when he gets to spring training 2023, they build him up the right way so that when opening day comes like that's, he's, he's good. He's, there's no more lingering shoulder issues or anything like that. It's just, he's good to go as soon as 2023 starts. That's I think the main priority if he's able to pitch again this season because he's 100% healthy, like Ross said, that's a win for everyone. But, sure. I mean, that's – I don't think that's what they're pushing for. I just – I feel bad saying this, but, like, Kyle Hendricks has just really become an afterthought. Like – like That's mean. Is, is, there, is there room for him in the rotation in 2023? I think so. Because right now I'm thinking you're getting a top-of-the-line top starter in the – in free agency. Then you got Stroman. And then I think Thompson and Steele have earned a, a, a spot in there too. So mm-hmm. that's four. And then you still got Killian and Wisniewski who are, you know, you you, you made a big trade I don't for think, Killian. I don't think either of those guys should start over Kyle Hendricks in 2023. At I, least I to begin the year. At least to begin the year, yeah. Okay. I mean, Caleb Killian started already and had a few rough outings, hasn't come back up. Hayden Wisniewski has not started I, in the majors. I at don't this think, point, I can agree yeah, with you on Killian. Yeah. But we'll see if he gets another run here. not done. I mean, he's not – I just don't think we can say confidently right now either of those two should start over Kyle Hendricks next okay. year. 
I think I think at least they have the, the upside. But yeah, they yeah. have the upside. For I sure, I for go sure. back to and I once again don't have it in front of me, but Brendan and I talked about this uh, before we knew that Kyle was going to yeah. be you know kind of restarting this ramp up. Um, I go back to Theo when he was talking about you Darvish. I think in 2018, where he said something along the lines of if we rely on something that has not been dependent, that's on us not fate or anything like that, right? And I think that's how you kind of have to look at Kyle right now. Get him healthy. You know what he can do when he's on. You know he's the type of guy that can make adjustments and grow later in his career. But if you go into the year, depending on him to be your number three, number four, whatever, it's going to be on you if it doesn't work out. So that's, I think, how you kind of have to think about that. I think that's what we also talk about with pitching depth is like, if you have a five of like a, uh, a number one that you signed, Stroman, Hendricks, Steele, Thompson, and then you have you have good depth with a guy like Caleb Kelly, and you right. got you got starting pitching depth that can yeah. come up. If I mean, you need I, to move things around, yeah, and then you things have the things, things, things obviously you know we know pitchers get hurt, we know pitchers fizzle out, you know whatever. There things get pretty could change pretty quickly next season. I just don't think right now we're saying that Kyle Hendricks isn't part of the rotation next year. I I just think he's he's earned that as long as he can come back healthy yeah. next year. He's earned he's earned the right to I mean he's, he's earned it just in his Cubs career that he's You have to be measured in what you're expecting him to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. At he's this, not no, he's not a one. He's not an ace. At this but. day on this day August 15th, I'm with you, but you I'm, I want to see Killian or Wisniewski the re- at some point the rest yeah, of this year. I, I think we will. And if they have a couple good starts and then, you know, both of them or one of them does well in spring. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like, it will be. Yeah, for sure. And, and this isn't even anything against Kyle Hendricks. It's just that, but even before the injury, he was in year two of more inconsistency, sure. inconsistency yeah. in 2021. And he's older. I, and I hate saying that the guy was pitched in game seven. The guy pitched yeah. the most important game at Rig- in Wrigley Field history yeah. in 2016. The guy is one of the most underrated pitchers that we have ever watched in a Cubs uniform. But where the Cubs are at this point and where they're going to be in 2023, I just don't know how I feel about Kyle Hendricks being in the rotation to start the year. And I think that's fair. Yeah. that I know I'm jumping to conclusions on August 15th and still not sure what, where we're at with Killian and Wisniewski, but I think that their upside provides something more that 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 what Kyle Hendricks can provide us in a, in a, in a point where the Cubs are not contending for a World Series. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, again, we'll see how those guys look in the rest of the yeah, season yeah. If, if they're able to make it to uh, make it back to uh, the major leagues, but that's just how I feel regarding the Cubs rotation. And, like, if they really want to contend for the division next year, you, I think you just got to have yeah. five really solid dudes. And like, well, you need good Kyle for sure. For sure. Yeah. You yeah. need good Kyle. You're, I think that's fair. And I, and I hope he gets back to that. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, I, I want to say one last thing sure. is just, you know, me and Brennan wrote, may, may, maybe if Kyle Hendricks develops that slider, Things yeah. can change, man. Like, there you go. Maybe, which, maybe, maybe he's taking that time right now. Which you can uh, read over at allchdo.com when too. you sign up to become a member. I think that's uh, what that's we good. have for you. It's It's been an honor to fill the role of uh, Grandpa Luke Stockmeyer. Grandpa um, Tomorrow we will have post game for you. I believe it will be our friend Kevin Wells in this chair for Luke. 
Uh, you can compare our impressions of Luke Stuckmeyer. We'll see who does it better. It will be Cody's guy, Justin Steele, on the mound for the guy, Cubs, huh? uh, going in with I his like 3.63 <laughs> ERA uh, against Patrick Corbin, who was, of course, Born 16. in those Juan Soto, do they want to tag that money yeah. along to just get rid of him because he is 4-16 with a 7.02 ERA. See if the Cubs can get it done tomorrow night. Uh, don't forget to use that code CHGO when you sign up for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. And we will see you tomorrow, Cubs fans. Thank you for joining us, and good night.